Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Help I Am the Podcast with me, Mathilde. I hope that you are doing well and that you will like this episode's topic, which is around food and nutrition. And I will share my thoughts and experience when it comes to eating well and the food philosophy that I have. And I think we're going to dive right into this. And uh, I just want to say before we start that I am not a nutritionist or a scientist, but this is what I've learned from my own experience, my education at the Holistic Health Coaching School, IN, and lots of own studies from books, articles, and so on over the years. And I do think it's very important and interesting to talk about food and nutrition and how we can use that in our lifestyle and use that to our advantage when it comes to our health. Because studies have shown that we are actually not victims of our genes. And you might have heard about the term epigenetics, which is a study of how our behaviors and the environment we are in can cause changes that affect the way our genes work. So our lifestyle does have a big impact on our health, which means that it's up to us to take care of it. And that being said, the body is so complex and there are many different factors that determine our overall health, quality of life and longevity, which means that someone might be exercising and eating really well, but still get sick because of a lot of stress, lack of sleep or other processes in the body that aren't functioning as they should due to certain circumstances. And then there are some people that seem to be able to tolerate a lot of unhealthy food, no exercise, daily cigarettes, and they still live until they're 90 years old. And I don't think there is a scientific explanation to this rather than the body is so much more complex than we think. And Health should be looked at from a holistic point of view, meaning that we need more than just healthy food in order to be really well. We need enough sleep, minimal stress, good relationships, and so on. And we can also look at this from two perspectives. One, being stressed out and feeling that we suddenly have even more responsibilities and things to take care about in our lives. Or we can choose to feel relieved and excited about the fact that we can affect our health a lot, which is great if we choose to take care of ourselves. So I really want you to feel empowered by this and also inspired by the information and tips that I will share in this episode to use food as fuel and medicine to take care of yourself in the best possible way. And also, I just want to say one more thing before I continue that I really don't want to trigger anyone with the things that I'm sharing here. So if you have an eating disorder and are listening to this, know that my intention is just to promote healthy foods here because I really love it. And I hope that more people can look at food as something amazing that fuels and energizes us and something that there should be a lot of love and passion about. I know that it's easier said than done, though. And yeah, I just try my best here not to trigger anyone, but I'm not an expert when it comes to eating disorders. And I just want to say this before I continue. But okay, let's start. And I will now share the things that I eat, don't eat, and why. And when it comes to food, I prefer to focus on the things that I'm adding to my diet and not so much on the foods that I cut out. Because I think it's important to have that mindset so that healthy eating doesn't focus on deprivation and the things that we don't eat. However, I will just quickly go over the things I try to avoid and then continue with the things that I actually do eat. 
So the things that I never eat are fast food and processed foods, and then I don't drink sodas, coffee, or alcohol. And the reason for this is because I simply don't like these things, and also I don't think they're worth consuming because of their impact on our health. But again, that's just my opinion. But fast foods and processed foods are just so bad for our bodies, and same with sodas as they're packed with sugar and or sweeteners or artificial ingredients. So those things actually never ever eat. And then the things that I try to eliminate and cut out completely from time to time are gluten, lactose, and refined sugar. And the reason for this is because they all trigger inflammation. And that's regardless of if you're intolerant or not. And I have learned that we haven't, for example, been eating gluten for that long compared to how long we have existed, which means that our bodies aren't actually fully adapted yet to a diet that includes gluten, which may cause inflammation. So this is something I thought was very interesting when I read about it in my health coaching education. And I, to me, it just resonated and it made sense. But of course, you can have your own take on this. But I can definitely understand that we have, you know, the humans, we as humans have been around for so many years. But if you compare to the time where we have actually been eating gluten, I can see that, you know, from an evolutionary point of view, we aren't really adapted yet to that kind of foods. And I've also read that many of us actually have an intolerance towards gluten, but it doesn't give us immediate symptoms, but instead creates this inflammation in the body that then can lead to disease. And the fact is that every severe disease, like cancer, for example, it starts with inflammation in the body. And I actually already have an inflammation in my body. I know this because I have a lot of eczema and dry skin, especially on my hands. And this is because of an inflammation I have in my body. And I still don't exactly know where it's coming from. It's something that I'm still on a journey with. But I do notice a difference when I eat anti-inflammatory foods. And I also prioritize to take care of my gut because of this, because that is also super important for our health. And gut health is actually also really important when it comes to both reducing inflammation and healing things like skin problems, but also for our overall health since our immune system is primarily in the gut. And therefore, it's essential to take care of our microbiome, the community of microorganisms that resides there. And there is a direct link between the gut and our brain, and research has actually shown that the food we eat can affect our mood and have an impact on depression. So these are just a few reasons and some facts that I have learned when it comes to these types of food and inflammation and the things that they may cause in our body and the importance of taking care of the gut and minimize any inflammation in the body. But moving on to the things I do eat, which is a lot, and therefore the foods that I love to eat on a daily basis are vegetables, fruits, greens, and seafood. And I eat mostly plant-based, meaning that when I design my meal, I always start with the greens and vegetables. They are the main components, and then I build from that. 
So I don't treat them like a side order or something else, but actually the primary and key ingredients of my meal. And as long as we eat a variety of vegetables, fruits, and greens, we actually don't have to worry too much about not getting enough protein, which I know is something that is a bit of a myth and something people often question when it comes to eating a plant-based diet. But for example, cauliflower is a complete protein as well as quinoa, and you also find a lot of protein in beans and lentils. So just eat a wide range of vegetables and you will probably be fine. But yeah, if you're worried about it, you can always consult with a nutritionist or take a blood test to see if you're lacking anything. And the reason why I eat a lot of greens is that you can eat other things than plants to be healthy, but you can't be healthy without eating plants. And we've seen that through research and science and so on. So I often prefer and try to buy things coming directly from nature and not from a box. I think this is good to remember, for example, when we are grocery shopping, that we should buy things that don't have to come from a box. And if I do buy something that is packaged, I read the labels and I make sure that there aren't any artificial or unnecessary ingredients like sugars in there. And once you start to do this, you will be surprised how many weird ingredients so many of the things we buy have in them. And I also try to eat in season, mostly because this helps the environment and you also find the vegetables and fruits in better quality and for a better price. And then I also prioritize to eat organic, meaning no pesticides, because I don't want that in my foods and my body. And I actually prioritize that even over locally produced, because if I would choose to buy a cucumber that is either organic and from a foreign country or non-organic but locally produced, I would actually choose the organic one, even though it's not as good for the environment because of the transportation. But in this case, I am a bit selfish and I don't want to put any pesticides into my body and I also want to support organic farming. So yeah, that's just how I prioritize and what I think about when I go shopping. So mainly vegetables, fruits, greens, and then things not coming from a box, but from nature, and then organic, always. And in addition, I love juices. I think that's a great way to get a lot of nutrients in. I also love smoothies. That's also great for nutrients, vitamins, and also fibers. And I mean, smoothies are so easy and simple to make. You don't need that much, and you get so much important and healthy components in one meal. So I think that's great. And I often eat a smoothie pretty much every day, if not even more. And I love to add superfoods in it, like powders from spirulina, chlorella, or marine collagen. Those I usually add into any green smoothie. I also love maca powder, and um, any other superfood powder mix, really, I think that's a great way to just add even more nutrients into an already healthy meal, like a smoothie or smoothie bowl. 
And I actually try to get my vitamins and minerals from food. And there is a Swedish brand and company called Nordic Superfood that I love. And they talk a lot about the importance of focusing on getting the nutrients we need from the actual foods we eat and not just supplements. And I think that resonates a lot with me and my own philosophy. And I used to take a lot of supplements before, but now I actually don't. And I try to follow this advice that we should and can get all our vitamins and minerals from the things that we actually eat. And then I also try to eat a lot of fruits and berries. And I try to listen to my intuition and what my body wants. And something that's interesting is that I have absolutely loved blueberries and goji berries all my life. And I eat them pretty much every day. And in fact, they turn out to be really great for our eyes and our sight. And I've always had really bad eyesight. I actually had a surgery two years ago because I was pretty much blind without my contacts. So I just think it's interesting that my body probably felt that it needed to eat those things because I've always been absolutely obsessed with blueberries and goji berries. And then I read that they are some of the best things to eat if we want to improve our sight. So yeah, listen to your body and see what you are craving. And cravings are not always bad things, even though we might crave unhealthy food and so on. But I prefer to look at cravings as signs from the body, signs that the body is trying to tell you something. And very often, I'm going to talk about sugar in a bit, but sugar cravings, for example, they come very often from lack of sleep or lack of fresh air or that we just need to drink more water. And I think we often neglect and just try to avoid the cravings that we are feeling. But I think it's important to be aware and see them as signs. Look at them as the body is talking to you and trying to tell you something. And I think it is a lot that we can learn about ourselves and our lifestyle and our bodies if we listen and we eat more intuitively. So I try to listen to my body as much as I can and also keeping in mind that my hormones change over the month and so does my appetite, which is normal. So I try to let my body decide on how often, how much and when to eat. And like I mentioned before, I try to be aware and pay attention to my cravings. It is sometimes hard though for me to resist the sugar cravings that I get because I've always had a sweet tooth since I was a kid. However, I quit eating candy and most sugary foods about 10 years ago. I still have a big passion for chocolate and to be honest, that's actually something I'm not planning on giving up because yeah, that's something I love so much. I love chocolate and healthy treats and a piece of chocolate or chocolate-covered goji berries with a cup of tea. That's just my, oh my God, it's like the highlight of my day. So chocolate gives me so much joy and that's something I want to keep in my diet. But that being said, I really try to avoid eating sugar because I don't want that inflammation in my body, which I already have because of my 
dry skin and eczema. So I'm trying to avoid sugar as much as I can. And the chocolate that I'm eating is dark and I try to avoid the ones with extra sugar and so in. But something I try to include though are greens and the darker the better for our gut. Then I also try to eat as many colors as I can. I love to include quinoa and bean pasta to get more protein into my diet. I often cook in coconut oil or avocado oil because olive oil is great for, for example, salad dressings and so on. But when it gets heated, it can actually release toxins. So that's why I prefer to use coconut oil or avocado oil. And then I don't eat red meat, but I do eat seafood. And that's because, yes, I know I said before that I would, for example, prioritize organic over locally produced because I care a lot about my own health. But I, I do really care about the environment too. I just want to make that clear. I think it's so important that we do everything we can for our planets and the environment. And I try to do my part in several ways in my life. And one way is to not eat red meat. And also, I kind of grew out of liking it. I went without eating meat for a long time, and then it just felt weird to eat it again. And now I don't miss it at all. Actually, on the contrary, I find it even hard to look at raw meat because for me, that's not food anymore. I only see a dead animal. So yeah, sorry for those of you who eat meat, but yeah, that's just how I feel about it now. And I think it's a bit fascinating how it can change because I used to love meat before, but now I would not eat it at all. I, I can't. And I know it might sound weird because yes, a fish is also an animal, but for some reason it feels different to me. I know it might not make sense, but that's just how I feel about meat. And in addition, I try to make my own salad dressing, sauces, jams, and so on, because like I briefly mentioned before, there are so many unnecessary ingredients and a lot of extra sugars in so many things that we buy that come in packages. So it's also really easy and simple to make those and to make, for example, dressings and sauces and so on really healthy if we make them from scratch ourselves. So that's something I try to do as well and include in my diet. So my philosophy is that food is medicine and food can heal us. And I have heard about so many people being able to heal everything from autoimmune diseases to other problems thanks to changes in their diet. So the food we eat can really help us a lot when it comes to our general health. And the way I eat, I actually don't feel that I restrict myself at all when it comes to eating because... The things I eat, I choose to eat like this. I wouldn't want to eat any other types of food than the ones I do. And I just love how these healthy, organic, whole foods taste, but also how they make me feel. And I really look at food as medicine and fuel and something that nourishes me. And the more I have learned about the body, nutrition, food and health, 
the more I know the things that we eat, how much that can affect our mood, our overall health, our happiness, and so on. So I really want to create that optimal condition for myself. And even though I know a lot about the things that foods can cause in our bodies, both good and bad things, I actually don't feel that it's something stressful or something to feel guilt or anxiety about. I'm actually thankful that we are able to impact our health and in a way through food. So I just think it's very empowering that we can affect the way we feel and live so much by choosing the things that work for our bodies and make us feel our best. And if there is something that is not super healthy that I want to eat, and for example, if I want to eat a pizza, I, I do it. I try to make it as healthy as I can, and I really focus on the quality. And I know that a pizza once in a while won't make me sick. So when I do indulge in the things that I love but I know aren't super healthy for me, I try to do it mindfully, and I think about the quality and... For example, I love bread. It's one of my favorite things in life. And I'm not saying bread is unhealthy, but like I mentioned before, I try to avoid gluten because I want to eat anti-inflammatory foods. And when I do eat bread and I just feel like, oh, I have to have this anyway, I make sure that it's from a really good quality bakery or restaurant and I enjoy every single bite of it. I also want to be mindful about the setting so I won't eat it just from the bag on my way home. I really want to create a nice environment and I think eating is about the setting and the people you're with and the whole environment as well and it's a ritual, it's a ceremony and I believe it should be done in a nice way and I've always loved to do that. I always love to create a nice little space where I eat to maybe light some candles and put on some music and so on. And I think it's important, and I'm reminding myself about this as much as I'm sharing this with you, but I think it's important to respect the food and give thanks to it, to take the time to sit down, slow down, and just be grateful for the moment that you get to spend with yourself and or with the people you're with. So if you're eating something that you know isn't great for you, I suggest to do it mindfully and enjoy it and know that you make a decision and it's okay once in a while. I mean, I I know it can be tricky and easier said than done not to have any shame or guilt around the things that we eat. But I think if we treat food like fuel and think of it as something we want to use to nourish ourselves and to think that eating is coming from a place of love, that we are healing, nourishing, and energizing ourselves, I think we automatically will choose the foods that are better for ourselves and our health. And I'm not saying it's wrong to eat candy, pizza, gluten, or whatever it might be, but I can say it's super healthy and good for many of us. Processed foods and a lot of sugars, it's not that great for our health if you compare with, for example, vegetables and greens. And I mean, it's not wrong and life is about balance. But sometimes I think we talk so much about this balance and having this 20-80 balance in life and especially when it comes to our food and what we eat that I almost think that we look at unhealthy foods as healthy just because we would think that it's too extreme to eat only healthy foods. And 
I don't think there is a perfect way to eat. I think we all have different needs. And like I said, our bodies function differently. So we really need to listen to ourselves and find out what works for us, what works for you. And eating something that isn't super healthy for you once in a while, it won't kill you. But I think it's important to know about one some of the consequences and the fact that the food we eat can affect our health so much in both ways, both to heal us, but also to make us sick. And two, I think it's important to be mindful and conscious about what we're eating and our eating habits, not to like an extreme, but just as with anything in your life. And like the things I was talking about in the episode about alcohol, Ask yourself why you eat the foods that you eat so you become more mindful about it. And if you feel like you need to, you can also reflect on your eating habits and any emotions you might have around eating. Are you eating because you're hungry or because you're stressed, bored, or are you craving something else like rest? So something I can recommend and that I think has helped me to create a healthy relationship with food is the mindset that food is something that can fuel, energize, nourish and heal me. And food is something I have a lot of passion, love and gratitude for. And I think that having that mindset and really coming from a place of love and self-care when it comes to eating I believe that has helped me to automatically choose the healthier food options because I really want to treat my body with the healthy food. And speaking of treats, that is actually something that I don't know about you, but I have sometimes found it problematic when I hear people phrase it like oh tonight I'm treating myself with a burger and fries from McDonald's or last night I treated myself with candy whatever it might be because I don't know I'm just sometimes very mindful about what words I use and how I speak but to be honest I think it's a bit of a problem that we talk about unhealthy foods like that that they are the treats because I really disagree I treat myself with healthy food because I love my body, I love myself. And I hope that that's how more and more people will look at food, that we are treating ourselves every time we eat. And yes, you know, I might say that I treat myself with that chocolate and a cup of tea in the evening, but I also treat myself when I eat lunch or the smoothie bowl I have for breakfast or the uh, salad I have for dinner or whatever it might be. I really think that we need to be mindful about how we talk about food and, and what language we use when we talk about treating ourselves. And I see where it comes from, that most people don't really associate healthy food as something that can also taste good. But I... I think it's important to change that narrative and to show that healthy food can be so delicious. It's something we should use to actually treat ourselves, to use as fuel, energy, nourishment, and 
to have a lot of passion, love, and gratitude around. I know this is easier said than done, though, and especially if you're struggling with an eating disorder, I know it can be super hard. But in my opinion, I actually don't believe that it is the healthy food that is the biggest contributing factor to unhealthy relationships with food. I actually believe that it is the unhealthy food and how we how we talk about the unhealthy things. And again, how we have normalized eating fast foods and lots of candy in our everyday life. How we believe that's the standard food and how we're treating ourselves with that food. And then we're still getting sick and feeling really bad. I think the issue lies there. And I know it is very complicated and I'm just touching on it now. I don't really... I'm not going into any depths of it, but I I just think it's important to reflect on and to be aware of that this is how we often talk about food in today's society. And speaking of today's society, something that I also have realized can be a bit problematic and something that I really encourage more and more people to do today is to listen to ourselves more and I mean this is not just around food but in other areas in life as well I think it is really common that we seek answers outside of us from external factors and yes that can be good sometimes to take advice and inspiration or get information from external sources but in so many cases we trust other people and other authorities so much and we forget to listen to ourselves and one example and experience I have around this is a story how a person very close to me has found a certain cheese that this person really likes and this person refuses to give up on this cheese and I mean I try not to judge the people around me like how they choose to eat and so on and I said that I mean I don't judge you do you you eat this if you really want to but I you know just looking at it it looks like an orange piece of plastic so I'm not even sure it is actually cheese inside of this so-called cheese and based on the label on its packaging I'm like oh my god there's so many artificial ingredients and flavors and so on in this so I just told this person that, I mean, yeah, eat it if you want to, but if you want my advice, I can just tell you that there are so many better options for this because this doesn't look healthy at all. And this used to be a joke between us, but I was still kind of serious when I, when I told this that, you know, please consider something else because this looks really bad to me. And then this person told me that, but how can you be so certain it's so bad? Because I got it from the grocery store. Of course, it can't be that bad. And I realized that, of course, so many people think like that. And again, I don't judge. I mean, I would probably have been doing the same if I hadn't read that much about the body, health, food, and so on. And I definitely don't judge people for trusting authorities and I think we should of course but we should also question and we should not forget to listen to ourselves to tap into ourselves our bodies 
and the things that we know, our wisdom inside, and ask, is this really resonating with me? Does this look legit or healthy or well or whatever it might be? I think we sometimes forget in today's society to look within because there are so many external factors that keep telling us that there are things to fix and change and improve in our lives, within our bodies and so on. So we keep hearing from all these external sources that there's so many things we need to change and the solution is always this next product or service or so on. So it's not surprising or strange that we are kind of wired to think like that. But it, this example just made me realize that it's important to listen within and to know that, well, unfortunately, even the things that are sold in the supermarket aren't always the best for our health. And I think especially in a country like Sweden, where things, thankfully enough, function well and we don't have that much corruption and so on, you know, I think people are very used to trust the authorities and that's great and that's a luxury and a very amazing thing that so many people feel safe and comfortable to do that. But that being said, from what I have seen when it comes to the food served in schools and in the hospitals, even in Sweden, it's just incredible how bad they are, how much sugar and how few nutrients you find in the foods being served in these hospitals and schools. And I think that's so sad and something that I don't think many people are aware of. I think people believe that, oh, but Sweden is such a forward-thinking country and so on. But I mean, there are so much improvements to be made, in my opinion, when it comes to the food served in schools, hospitals, even the food being sold in the supermarket and how we talk about food and what's healthy and unhealthy in today's society. And if you're interested in learning more about this, I can really recommend checking out Dr. Mark Hyman, who works within functional medicine. He's a doctor and he's written several amazing books around food. And he also has a podcast and a lot of information on his social media. So definitely check him out if you want to dive deeper into these things that I've just briefly touched on here when it comes to the food that we eat, how it can heal us, how it can make us sick, and how it's been talked about in society, schools, and so on. I am just quickly interrupting this episode to share something that I am beyond excited about. And not only does it feel very aligned with this specific episode, but also with Health by M and myself. And it is the fact that I have become an ambassador for one of my all-time favorite wellness brands, Sakara. I have been following this brand and the founders, Daniela, with me for years, and I absolutely love the mission behind 
their brand, which is to transform lives through food. And what Sakara offers is this amazing food subscription service where you get healthy and nutritious meals sent to your door. And this food, let me tell you, it is so incredibly delicious and I am absolutely obsessed. I had quite high expectations, to be honest, before I tried because I thought the food seemed really good based on the photos and the descriptions on the website. But to be honest, the meals that I've tried so far have been even better than I imagined. And they are so tasty, so innovative, and I've gotten so many ideas and inspiration myself from this amazing food. And I really think Sakara shows that there is so much you can do with plant-based meals, so many variations and creative dishes that you can make. And on their website, you can choose between two, three, or five days and also have this as a recurring subscription, which is amazing. And the menu and all the dishes, you can see that on their website as well when you order. And I think Sakara really is one of those brands that have managed to create an all little world and community that you want to become a part of. And every time I look at their website, I just want to get every single thing. And that's why it's so great that they also sell other products in addition to these meals. So for example, they have teas, which I love. I love their sleep and digestive tea. They have supplements, granolas, and they have an amazing dark chocolate granola that is just to die for. They have bars and much more. And yeah, they actually have one more favorite product I want to talk about, which is their water drops. And I can really recommend trying these if you're trying to drink more water throughout the day because it just makes it more fun, healthy, and easy to drink. And Sakara only ships within the U.S. at the moment. But if you live elsewhere, you can just use an international parcel forwarding service to shop their products and have them delivered where you live. So if you're interested in trying Sakara, I have a really nice deal for you. If you go to this episode's show notes and visit their website through the link I have provided here and use the code XOHEALTHBYM, you get 20% off if you're a new customer. So this applies to your first order and I have provided the code and the link here in the show notes. So just go there if you want to shop Sakara's incredible products and at the same time get this really amazing discount. So I really hope that you will love their products as much as I do. I am so grateful and proud of this ambassadorship and I can't wait to share more tips and products and news with you. So head to their website, use the code XOHEALTHBYM to get 20% off and happy shopping. Healthy foods can really be so, so delicious. And through my work as a travel writer for Vogue and other magazines, I have traveled the world and eaten at so many restaurants over the years. Everything from risottos with real gold in it at fine dining restaurants to fresh fruits at beach shacks. And in my opinion, the healthy whole foods and plant-based meals have been the most delicious ones ever. For example, there is a fine dining restaurant in Copenhagen called, um, yeah, well, excuse my Danish, it's not the best, but I believe it's pronounced Jemus. And this is an organic vegetable restaurant 
in the Tivoli Gardens and it's just incredible. I honestly think it's one of the best restaurants I've ever been to and the tasting menu that I had there was the best that I've ever had in my whole life. It was just incredible and I was there with my mom and we both said that oh my god it's crazy how so incredibly delicious plant-based food can be. It was just mind-blowing and such a great reminder that food doesn't have to be complicated in order to be really, really amazing. And the best desserts that I've ever had have also been without sugar, flour, and many of them are completely vegan. And again, I have a very sweet tooth, so I am picky <laughs> when it comes to this. And also, I just want to say that remember that the more you eat of healthy foods, the more your body will start to like it. Because I just think that when we start to eat healthy, we kind of make our taste buds more adapted to that sort of taste. And I mean, if we never eat vegetables and greens, of course, it's going to taste weird in the beginning because we're not used to it. But the more we eat it, the more we're going to get used to it. And I think that's actually a good thing when it comes to healthy habits, that when we eat more healthy food, that's gonna be the food that you actually want to eat after a while like with me I would never choose anything else because I just love this kind of food and actually the same goes with exercising and I often find that when I exercise more I tend to turn towards healthier foods so give healthy foods a try you have to do a little bit of research and find good places as well and preferably restaurants and cafes that are focusing on healthy foods. And you will never start to like raw food treats if you only try those really dry raw food balls made out of seeds and a few nuts. Like, there are ways to actually make them taste better than the ones filled with cane sugar and butter. And we just have to make them delicious and not being afraid of using dates and coconut oil and so on. And I actually have a few recipes on the retreat with really healthy treats that are so incredibly good, especially the brownie and the almond butter balls and also the matcha cheesecake that I have there. People say that they taste even better than regular brownies and chocolate balls and so on. So yeah, it's possible to have amazing and delicious healthy food. And another myth is that healthy food isn't that easy to make. But it really is. I Let me tell you, I'm not that great in the kitchen when it comes to traditional meals or dishes that take long because I don't really have the patience. But the fastest and most nutritious food that you can make is a smoothie, in my opinion. And it takes a few minutes and there are definitely ways to make it really filling, like adding avocado and different toppings. And chia puddings are perfect to prepare overnight. And quinoa can be made in batches that you store in the fridge for a couple of days. Soups are also really easy and nutritious to make. Banana pancakes and so on. So there are so many easy and simple recipes that don't take the whole day to prepare. I promise healthy food can actually be really easy to make. And if you want to try some of the recipes that I have, I have a seven days free trial on the retreat that you can always check out if you're interested. And let me know what you think about those recipes. I am pretty sure you won't think they are complicated or really time consuming. They are really easy and they don't take long to prepare. And they are, if I may say so myself, really, really delicious. 
And another recommendation and tip and just something I would like to to have as a key takeaway from this episode is to reflect on not just what we eat, but how we eat and the importance of making eating a nice ritual in life. And you have maybe heard about the blue zones, which are the five places in the world where people live the longest and are the healthiest. And these are in Japan, Italy, Costa Rica, Greece, and in the US, in California. And of course, there are other factors than just the food that they eat that contribute to their healthy and long lives. But for example, the foods that they eat are actually a lot of greens and vegetables, healthy fats, and a lot of seafood. So my diet is very much inspired by what they eat. But In addition, something that I believe is very interesting is that these people also talk about the importance of how we eat as well, how important it is to celebrate the time of our meal and have a little ritual around it. And this really resonates with me a lot and something I've always tried to do myself, but I feel inspired to do it even more now. And for example, I've always loved to create a little celebration around my meals to light some candles and sit down and create a nice environment. And I really think that the surroundings are so important as well when we eat and also the company and so on. But I have learned over the past few years working with, for example, Reiki and hypnosis and other practices that our intention is so important and can affect us so much. Our intention and our feelings and overall state in the body can actually affect our health in many ways. So what the blue zone people think, which resonates a lot with me, I think, is that if you're feeling, for example, super stressed and anxious in your body and mind when you're eating, it doesn't really matter if you're eating something super healthy, like the best meal ever. It won't really fix your overall health anyway, as long as you're feeling like that in your body and mind. And I feel really inspired to become even better and giving thanks to my food because I believe that gratitude is such a powerful practice and all abundance start with gratitude. And focusing on gratitude does so much for our mental health as well. So this is definitely something I will try to remember myself, to set an intention before I eat, to calm down and take the time to actually sit down I mean, I have to admit it, I'm very guilty myself of eating in front of my computer or TV. And yeah, in one way, I'm not sure if that's, you know, super bad. But at the same time, I often feel less stressed if I sit down, I eat with somebody else and we have a conversation instead of watching something on the TV. So that's something I felt inspired by and something I think it's important to remember as well that it's not just what we eat, it's how we eat and how we create that ritual around food. And I think this is easier if you also like the food you're eating. If you take the time to prepare nice meals and indulge in the things that you like. So 
this is definitely something I will try to think about myself and especially when it comes to giving thanks, feeling a lot of gratitude for the food before I eat it and setting an intention. And this might not resonate with some of you, but in Reiki, it's actually said that you can give the food Reiki and kind of, you know, boost the prana, the life force and energy in the food. And it's something I forget a lot myself, but I feel very inspired to start giving my food Reiki and really setting that intention because the mind, like, again, it's so powerful. And for example, let's say I've made a certain drink to boost a cold that I'm feeling. For example, I have a recipe on the retreat that's called the cold booster or something, I think. And it's a very effective drink to consume if you're feeling that you're starting to catch a cold and your throat is getting sore. And if I drink that, I feel like, why not really tapping into the intention and really feel when you're drinking it that this is going to help my throat and help my body to fight this inflammation and this cold and, you know, really setting that intention and tapping into it, really feeling that as you consume it. I I mean, the mind is so powerful. I really think it would make a difference. I, I don't have any scientific proof for this, but yeah, I'm just sharing what I think is interesting to experiment with. All right, so a conclusion here of what I've been talking about. My recommendations are that one, you have to try and see what works for you when it comes to your diet and the foods you want to eat. There is a concept called bio-individuality. That means that nobody is the same. What works for me might not work for you. So we have to keep that in mind. And even when you listen to this episode, just because I've listed the things that work for me, it might not be the best way to eat for you. So just try, listen to your body, see what works, see what makes you feel good. And I mean, yes, there are some guidelines and some things we can rely on for sure that vegetables are healthy and so on. But just experiment and explore what makes you feel good. And then Even though food is in one way so much more than something we just consume, it has to do with traditions and cultures, celebrations and so on. And it should definitely be looked at something amazing that there is so much passion and love around. I also believe that food is fuel and medicine and something that will provide energy for our body and mind because that is also what it actually is. And we want to give ourselves the best possible fuel So one other recommendation, if you want to improve your diet and the way you eat, try to look at food as something that will fuel you. And then I think it's great to become conscious and aware of our eating habits, as well as the things we eat and how we feel around eating. And it's the same that I talked about when it comes to alcohol in that episode, that we should ask ourselves why we do the things we do. Ask yourself why you eat the things you eat. And nobody can decide what you put in your body. Don't 
take a cookie just because somebody offers it. If you don't want it, you decide what you want to do and it's okay to say no. And then also listen to your cravings. These are signs from the body and the body is always trying to communicate with us. So don't just let them go and try to ignore or avoid them. Be aware and see what it's about. Maybe there's something else. Like I said before, a sugar craving does not always have to do with the fact that we need more sugar. Very often we need more water, we need fresh air. And a very common thing is that we have slept too little, so we need more rest. And a sugar craving can also depend on the fact that we have too little protein in the morning. So if you add some more protein to your breakfast, that can actually help as well a lot. So just be aware and listen to your cravings and try to tap into your intuition and your inner self and just see what the body and your mind is really trying to tell you. And then I also just want to mention that, you know, if you want to give healthy foods a try, do some research around it and find really nice recipes, cookbooks and restaurants and cafes and just make it a fun activity and something inspiring and interesting to do. Like I said, there is actually so much love and passion to have around food. So make it something enjoyable. And I also think it can be easy to go into this mindset of deprivation and focusing on the things that we are cutting out. But I prefer to focus on the things that I am adding and actually are eating. So try to remind yourself of that if you want to start to eat healthy, that you're adding greens, vegetables and fruits instead of focusing on all those things that you are trying to avoid. So this was just some information about my food philosophy and why I eat the way I do. And I would love to hear from you. So please send me any feedback and let me know what you think. I would love to hear your thoughts on this, what you think of food and let me know about your experiences and your thoughts. And I would be so happy if you left a review and gave the show a rating if you like it. And please send this episode to someone you believe would benefit from it and like it. And also don't forget the amazing offer from Sakara if you are a new customer with them. So go to their website through the link you find in my show notes and then use the code XOHEALTHBYM in all caps in order to get the discount. I am so happy for all of you who are listening and I look forward to talk to you again soon. Take care and have a wonderful rest of your day.